Greetings! Welcome to Sunday's Wisdom, a sermon podcast of St. John's United Church of Christ. We are in beautiful Maslin, Ohio. At St. John's UCC, we are a community who welcomes everyone and where both tradition and progressive Christian values come together. Our minister is the Reverend David Oliver Kling. We all call him Pastor Oliver. You are welcome here, and thank you for listening. This morning, I want to talk about two similar and yet very different subjects. One corresponds to the reading from the book of Acts, chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, and the other from 1 Peter, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. The Acts passage refers to deacons in the church, and the 1 Peter scripture refers to elders. I have been asking around to find out who are the deacons and elders of this congregation. There seems to be some confusion surrounding the role of deacons and elders within the church in general and this congregation in particular. So I thought I would talk about them this morning. I will be exploring this topic from multiple angles. I will look at what scripture has to say. I will explore church history and also dig into the constitution of St. John's itself. I think it is important that we have this conversation now because our annual meeting is coming up soon and we as a congregation will be electing and ordaining our elders and our deacons. Let's explore deacons first and review the scripture reading from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. In those days, When the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal released the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. And a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. This passage from Acts illustrates an important moment in the early Christian church's history during a dispute. The solution was found through the appointment of deacons. In some denominations, the word deacon refers to ordained clergy, similar to the role of pastor here at St. John's. In the United Church of Christ, deacons are laypeople elected and installed, also referred to as ordained, to the office of deacon in their local church. In the United Church of Christ, the role of deacon holds important roles as servant leaders. So let's break down these servant leader roles in four easy points. Number one, a heart of service. The very word deacon is derived from the Greek word diakonos, which means servant or minister. The early deacons, as described in Acts, were chosen because of their good reputation, fullness of the spirit, and wisdom. Their primary role was to serve the community, ensuring the fair distribution of resources and support to those in need. Similarly, within the United Church of Christ, deacons play a vital role in exemplifying Christ-like service, attending to the basic practical needs of our church family and the wider community. Number two, supporting the ministry of the word in Acts 
the apostles recognized that their primary calling was to devote themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. By appointing deacons, they ensured that the practical matters of the church, such as the distribution of food, did not divert their focus from the spiritual growth and edification of the community. In the United Church of Christ, deacons support the pastors and ministers in their spiritual and pastoral responsibilities, allowing them to concentrate on other things. Number four, inclusivity and unity. Notably, the seven men chosen as deacons in Acts included both Hebrew and Hellenistic Jews, as well as a Gentile convert to Judaism. This decision reflected the early church's commitment to inclusivity, unity, and addressing the concerns of all members of the community. Within the United Church of Christ, we strive to embody these values, welcoming diversity and seeking to resolve conflicts and challenges through a spirit of love, compassion, and acceptance. And four, prayer and commissioning. In Acts, the apostles prayed and laid their hands on the chosen deacons. This act of consecration symbolizes the importance of divine guidance in the role of deacons and their appointment. In the United Church of Christ, the commissioning of deacons is an event emphasizing the calling and consecration of individuals to serve as spiritual leaders within our congregation. I'd like to also share with you what our Constitution and bylaws state about deacons serving at St. John's. Deacons are elected by the members of the church and ordained to their office to assist and support the ministers in those ministrations which pertain to the more outward needs of the general household of faith. They are to aid in securing the funds necessary for the support of the church and its various activities. They are to labor among the people in making known to them the needs of the church, fostering the principle of stewardship, and thereby cultivating the spirit of liberal and cheerful giving. In discharging these duties, however, they must not lose sight of the true spiritual character of their office, which, although it may be thus occupied with outward and temporal things, yet remains always a proper branch of the Christian ministry, requiring virtues and merits of like sort with those which are needful for the office of the ministry in its more exalted character. So the role of deacons in the United Church of Christ, like the deacons in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 6, is grounded in service, support, inclusivity, and prayer. Some of the tasks that deacons can do here at St. John's include establishing clear and workable directions, goals, and plans of action, helping the congregation understand and value the work of deacons, developing a budget for the deacons, planning and overseeing the church's ministry of service and caring for its members and community, leading the annual stewardship campaign, working at the resolution of conflicts that arise within the church, assisting in planning worship services and arranging lay leadership for the services, attending church services regularly, preparing for serving and cleaning up after communion, helping make arrangements for and in participating in services of baptism, visiting sick persons, persons who cannot get to church, prospective members and those in crisis, devising a plan for visitation and care for members and newcomers, helping make confirmation meaningful and memorable, planning a program of mission and evangelism, providing training for new members and the meaning and significance of the church and church membership, providing understanding of the church's essential nature and purpose to the consistory, counseling with the pastor about the spiritual life of the congregation and of particular members, participating in governing the church and planning for its future, attending meetings of the Board of Deacons and Consistory. Keep in mind, these tasks are also performed by the pastor. 
But the deacons are also called by the congregation to serve, and not every deacon is going to excel at all of these tasks. But collectively, the board of deacons should be composed of a wide range of individuals who together have many gifts to offer our community. Our Constitution currently allows for six active deacons. Deacons are called to be the hands and feet of Christ in our community, ensuring that the practical needs of our members are met and that the ministry of the Word continues to flourish. As we reflect on this biblical model, may we be inspired to embrace the spirit of servant leadership and mutual care within our congregation and beyond. In doing so, we participate in the ongoing work of spreading the Word of God and building up the body of Christ. Let's now explore the role of elders in the early church, as described in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1-11. through 11. We seek to understand how this biblical model of leadership can guide and inspire our lives as members of St. John's United Church of Christ. Let's review the passage from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1-4. through 4. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's suffering, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In this passage, the Apostle Peter addresses the role of elders within the early Christian community. He imparts valuable guidance on the qualities and responsibilities of these leaders, shedding light on how elders in the United Church of Christ can serve as shepherds for our modern faith community. Let me break down the role of elder into six easy points. Number one, elders serve as fellow shepherds. Peter identifies himself as a fellow elder establishing a sense of shared leadership and a humble attitude. In the United Church of Christ, our elders are not just authoritative figures, but fellow travelers on the journey of faith. They lead by example, offering spiritual guidance through shared experiences and wisdom. Two, shepherding God's flock. Elders are called to be shepherds of God's flock. This metaphor evokes an image of gentle care and protection. Elders within the United Church of Christ are entrusted with the spiritual well-being of the congregation, guiding, nurturing, and ensuring that the needs of God's people are met. Three, willing servitude. Peter emphasized that elders should serve willingly, not out of obligation. Elders in the United Church of Christ serve with a heart of love and dedication, doing so freely and without coercion. They are called to be eager servants, motivated by their love for God and his people. Four, integrity in leadership. Peter warns against pursuing dishonest gain. Elders within our faith community are to lead with integrity, free from any desire for personal gain or recognition. They exemplify the character of Christ in their leadership, serving selflessly. Five, leading by example. Elders are to be examples to the flock. They set the standard for the congregation through their faith, their love, humility, and commitment to Christ. Their lives should reflect the teachings of Jesus in a way that inspires and instructs others. And finally, eternal reward. Peter reminds us that when the chief shepherd, Jesus, appears, there will be an everlasting crown of glory for faithful elders. This speaks to the eternal significance of their service, highlighting the enduring impact that they have on the faith community. The role of elders at St. John's United Church of Christ here in Maslin is important. Like the elders in the early church, they serve as shepherds, guiding, nurturing, and protecting God's flock. 
They do so with a willing heart, seeking no personal gain, but focusing on the spiritual welfare of the congregation. Their leadership is marked by integrity and humility, and they lead by example, following in the footsteps of our Lord Jesus Christ. The United Church of Christ was formed in 1957 with the merger of several different Christian traditions coming together. These traditions can be clustered into four main categories, congregation, Christian or Christian frontier, evangelical, and Reformed traditions. Each of these traditions looked at elders a little bit differently. St. John's comes out of the evangelical tradition, but let's briefly look at the four traditions that make up the United Church of Christ. In the congregational tradition, elders were told in the Cambridge Platform of 1648 to join with the pastor and teachers in those acts of spiritual governance which are distinct from the ministry of word and sacrament or preaching and communion. They were responsible for matters of church membership, admitting and dismissing members approved by the church or excommunicated by the church. They would also mediate disputes and visit and pray for the sick. In the Christian frontier tradition, the term was applied to the pastor. All ordained ministers were titled elder. This is also the the tradition of the Methodist tradition, United Methodists and Global Methodist churches that exist today. This is in keeping with the early church tradition where the elders preached the gospel, baptized converts, and guided the congregation. In the evangelical tradition, the parent tradition here at St. John's, elders relieved pastors from temporal affairs so that the pastor could center on preaching. The duties of deacons and elders were closely related and included the functions of church manager, director, and administrator. Elders were to see that doctrine and pious living were maintained by members of the church. The elder was an experienced or wise member of the church who was an example for others. In the Reformed tradition, elders assisted and supported the pastor in spiritual affairs of the church. They served as examples to others and watched over the spiritual interests of the church, maintained order in the church, visited the sick, and inspired and consoled members. They provided the elements for communion and aided in distributing communion. So what does the Constitution of St. John's have to say about elders within our church? Well, it says, Elders are elected by the members of the church and ordained to their office to assist and support the ministers of the word and the general government of the church. They form with the ministers in each particular charge a council in common for the spiritual supervision of the flock, which is committed to their care. They are to be the advisors and counselors of the ministers in the charge of their holy office. They are to be to them as hands and eyes, acting with them and for them and representing their presence throughout the congregation. It is their province to go before the flock in the way of Christian example, to watch over it in the Lord, to take an active interest in its spiritual welfare, to feel a responsibility for its condition, to be at hand in all circumstances with spiritual aid for its necessities and wants. To them, moreover, in conjunction with the ministers, belong the whole discipline of the church. Its power of the keys is exercised both in the form of censure, probation, and in the form of restoration. The role of elders in the United Church of Christ, and here at St. John's, like the elders mentioned in 1 Peter chapter 5, is rooted in a long history within Christianity and the various traditions that formed to create the United Church of Christ. Some things that elders here at St. John's can do are helping the congregation understand and value the work of the elders, developing a budget for use by elders, ensuring that the church has an overall sense of its purpose and mission, ensuring that the church is clear about its ministries and mission objectives and sets plans to accomplish them, 
reviewing and evaluating the programs and activities of the church to ensure they are faithful to the tradition of the church and consistent with our ministry and mission objectives, encouraging members to partake regularly in communion, contribute to the financial support of the church, and attend services, be a part of the spiritual council of the church, responsible for the discipline of members, reviewing applications for church membership, contacting members who do not attend worship, and determining who should be removed from church roles, letting the pastor know about the pastoral needs of members and about potential new members, letting the appropriate people know about members who are having personal or professional problems or problems related to the church and ministering to these people, letting the appropriate people know about members and their families who are sick and ministering to these people, preparing for and assisting the pastor in serving communion, accompanying the pastor as necessary in visits to families facing crises and difficulties, functioning as a pastoral relations committee, leading the annual stewardship education and promotion program, serving on consistory, did I mention attending church services regularly, and working at the resolution of conflicts that arise within the church. As I mentioned when I discussed deacons, all the tasks of the elders and deacons are performed by the pastor in some fashion or another, but elders and deacons are important roles within the life of a healthy and forward-thinking congregational community. Anyone who has talked to me about the topic of elders and deacons knows that it is an important subject near and dear to my heart. Our Constitution allows for three elders and six deacons here at St. John's. Elders and deacons are elected by the congregation and ordained to their office. The elders and deacons, along with the pastor, are the leaders of the congregation. If serving in this capacity is of interest to you and you feel called to service, please consider letting someone on consistory know of your interest to serve. If you do not feel qualified, do not worry. I will teach you. Our board of deacons and our spiritual council will be meeting regularly to develop their spiritual gifts, and there will be ample opportunities for education on how to be effective and exemplary deacons and elders. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, our hearts are full of gratitude for the guidance and wisdom that you have bestowed upon us through your word. As seen in the book of Acts and in 1 Peter, we thank you for the examples of deacons and elders who served your early church with humility and dedication, and for the way these roles continue to bless the United Church of Christ today. Oh God, we thank you for the deacons in our congregation who, like those chosen in Acts, exemplify the spirit of service. We also thank you for the elders among us who, inspired by the teachings of 1 Peter, serve as shepherds of your flock. Oh God, we ask for your grace and strength for our deacons and elders and those who you call to serve. May they always serve with integrity and love, showing the way through their actions and their faith. Help us as a congregation to honor and support our deacons and elders, to appreciate the unique gifts and responsibilities that each role carries, and to follow their example of selfless service and shepherding with willing hearts. In the name of your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sunday's Wisdom, the sermon podcast of St. John's United Church of Christ in Maslin, Ohio. Please subscribe and check us out online at st-johns-ucc.org. 